Welcome in to another edition, another podcast of the Remnant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. We come in to you each week. We try to do it every week, sometimes even more than once a week, to specifically speak to leaders, ministers, people that are on the front lines of the remnant, making a difference in the world in which we live in today. One of the hashtags that I like to use and talk a lot bit about is hashtag remnant rising. And uh, the reason we talk about the remnant rising is because we truly believe that there is a remnant that is coming up in this moment, rising up, standing up, taking a stand for the kingdom of God, uh, not being moved by the woke culture that's trying to uh, fashion and mold the leadership of today, especially in the body of Christ to succumb and uh, get in lockstep with what the world is doing. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to be mean or hateful in this statement, but I, I don't want to follow the world, and I don't want to have anything to do with what this culture is trying to do to the body of Christ and to our children and to our families. So unashamedly, I come on this podcast and just speak my heart. And just try my best to encourage the leaders that are standing strong in this moment. And I know it's not easy. I know it's, in fact, it's difficult to stand in a moment like this for principle, for holiness, and uh, for just staying focused on what God has called us to do, the Great Commission. So today, I want to talk about that. I want to talk to the leaders, to the pastors, to the evangelists to the fivefold ministry gifts, to the leaders, to the entrepreneurs, to the marketplace evangelists, whatever level that God has got you in in your life today to be a leader and to put people under you because that's what it is. That's what leadership is. Leadership doesn't mean that you have a title. Leadership means that God has put you in a place where you have influence with others. Uh, and that influence is something that you should never take for granted. Well, you know, but the Bible tells us something very profound, and most people can quote the scripture. They may not know exactly where it's at in the Bible, but they they can either quote it part partly or they can finish it when they hear somebody say it, and that is found in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. It says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law is happy." And here's the reality: we've heard that all our life. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Uh, but what we may not realize is the depth of what is really being said there. That word, that word vision literally is interpreted in the original language, a prophetic voice, a, a speaker of uh, a declaration of the will of God in our lives. And so, so when you begin to realize that it means prophetic voice and, 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 and not just you know what you see or not just a plan that you have, what we might call a vision, a plan, a strategy. It's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be bigger than a strategy. It's got to be bigger than a plan. It's got to be bigger than what you can explain on paper because if the vision that God has given you later is not at least somewhat impossible, if not just flat-out impossible, bigger than what you could do on your own, then it's your idea. It's your uh, plan. It's not the vision of God. Because God is is never going to call you when it comes to ministry, when it comes to leadership in the kingdom, 
to do something that you could absolutely 100% do on your own. That's not going to stretch you. You know, in my book, I talk about the rubber band revelation. And the rubber band revelation basically says that, you know, with until a rubber band is stretched beyond what it looks like would be the comfortable position and place for that rubber band to be in, it will never reach its full potential. You know, it may be called a rubber band. It may be in a pack of rubber bands sitting on a shelf with thousands of rubber bands just waiting to be used. But until somebody pulls that rubber band out and stretches it uh, to what looks like might be painful if that rubber band had feelings, uh, and that's when they finally begin to see, okay, yeah, I was called to do something bigger than what it looks like I'm capable of doing. And so without a prophetic utterance, without a prophetic voice, the people perish. And before we go any further, we need to understand what the word perish means. The word perish in the original language means they will cast off all restraint and they will run wild. I want you to think about that now and compare that to the world in which we live in now. Where there is no vision, where there is no prophetic voice, the people perish, the people cast off all restraint and run wild. I mean, my God, if there's ever been a moment that we see the people in this world, in this culture, Casting off all restraint and running wild, it is now. So it's not because the devil, listen to me, it's not because the devil has all of a sudden got meaner, more sinful, more evil. No, it's because there is a lack of a prophetic voice. There is a lack of men and women of God in the remnant standing up and speaking against the darkness Listen, that's why he called us light. That's why he called us salt. The salt changes something, preserves something, changes the flavor of something. Light dispels darkness. And if we're succumbing and getting in line with darkness because we're afraid to offend someone in darkness, then what we are responsible for the people casting off all restraint and running wild. And I love it where it says, and it just it just goes against even church culture in modern-day church, is, but happy is the one that keeps the law. In other words, those that believe in holiness and those that are living for the Lord are actually happy, where others who are compromising their faith, thinking that that's what they need to be happy or that's what uh, they may need to do to make other people happy so they can approach the gospel to them, and bring the gospel to them is is they're really sort of miserable because they're they're just they're double minded. The Bible said a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you need to find some stability, and that's that prophetic utterance. And it may come from someone speaking in your life. It may, in many occasions, come directly to you uh, from the Word of God. You you need to be in a position. You need to have positioned yourself in the place where you can hear the prophetic voice of God in your life so that you will not perish and that you will not cast off all restraint and run wild. So let's talk quick, quickly about that vision. Uh, you know, in, in a, in a church, in a ministry, in a, um, parachurch ministry, meaning, uh, something external like a homeless ministry or something like that outside of the church, it has to be a visionary. There has to always be a visionary. And and that doesn't make that person any more important 
than anybody else that's in that organization. It doesn't make uh, them elite or anything like that. In fact, the Jesus made it very clear that the greatest among you should be the greatest servant among you. So, so there's no big eyes and little use in the kingdom. But, but God does call people and give people the vision. I would say this to those that are listening that are members of a church, and if you're a believer, I hope that you're a member of a church. Uh, you know, it is of my belief, and I believe the Word of God supports this, that the pastor is the visionary of the local church. Uh, and it is there again, you can disagree with me. That's fine. This is my podcast. Ha 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 ha. Uh, but you know, I don't believe the, uh, a board, uh, elder, I mean, a deacon board or something like that in the church is the authority elder board in the church men's group. Um, you know, yeah, the pastor needs to be accountable. The pastor needs to be covered. The pastor needs to be in a place, uh, where he can be, um, corrected, disciplined, if he gets into sin, doing things that he shouldn't be doing to damage the church. But the vision for the house comes from the pastor. See, think about the word division, division. We say it in our language, you say it division. But you break down division, it's division. Die is, is what we use to divide. It's a word where we get the word divide, divide. And it means two or more. And so where there is division, there's not a vision, and it's confusion. So you got to understand that sometimes I I know God doesn't just speak to the pastor. That's not what I'm saying. And even doesn't even just speak to the pastor for things he's doing in the local church. But that visionary needs to, you need to understand that that visionary is to be supported and, and believe that God is speaking to them. Because a true visionary of a church is is going to be a true spiritual father of a church, and if he is a spiritual father, he's he's not going to try to squash the success of the sons and the daughters of the house. In fact, his greatest joy as a visionary of that house is going to be to see the sons and the daughters succeeding in their faith. So, whatever you do when you're seeking your the will of God for your life, make sure you have removed as much division or division as possible. You know, I heard a preacher say years ago, and it's just stuck with me. It's so powerful. He says, you know, when I watch movies, I found out that just about every time I've ever seen anything with more than one head, it's usually a monster. <laughs> Think about that. So, you know, it, we just, we don't equate and I'm not saying, you know, there are the very rare physical occasions where, you know, Siamese twins and so forth, you know, have two heads and all that. That doesn't make them a monster, doesn't make them uh, deformed or anything like that. But I think that for the most part, we would admit that when we think of a normal body, we think of a head, a head, one head. And uh, this preacher said anything with more than one head is usually a monster. And, and what he was trying to say is, is that when you begin to see vision dividing throughout the house, and this one over here thinks they're hearing from God, and this one's hearing from God, but what they're hearing from God is against what the other one's hearing from God. Somebody's got to actually hear from God. And uh, so at some point, we've got to have a visionary in our life because without it, the people perish. But I'm going to tell you something else about vision. Uh, vision that comes from God is always going to have provision. Provision. We we say provision, but provision is not spelled P E R. I mean P R E. It's spelled P R O. Provision. 
provision. So when when God, what does that mean? That means God will provide. If God gave you a vision, he is going to provide for that vision. Um, you know, the Bible tells us in Haggai 2, 8, the silver and gold is mine. Psalm 50, 10, he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Uh, Romans 2, 11, God is no respecter of persons. When God speaks a vision into your life later, listen to me. He's not going to leave you stranded. He's got a plan, not just for the vision. He's got a plan for the provision. Um, you know, God, let me tell you something. The way God provides and the way God brings provision is usually through something called favor. And favor is better than money. I'm telling you, favor is better than money. Favor can open doors that no man can open. Uh, and favor will shut doors that no man can shut. And favor will go before you in the eyes of judges, in the eyes of decision makers. I know that from beyond a shadow of a doubt in my own life. I've seen God go before me while I've had to sit in lawyer's offices discussing negotiating deals to purchase property with no experience, no lawyer on our, on our part, no CPA, just going in there and just letting God speak through you. He will speak through you because he is our paraclete. He says, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That word advocate is the word paraclete where we get the word para, uh, paralegal. He is our representative. Uh, he is sitting at the right hand of God negotiating on our behalf. He is making the deals, if you will, and it's not a deal, but he, what I'm trying to say is he's going before us and making the way of provision for that vision. Can I get somebody to give me an amen? Praise God. All right, so let's try and do a little soundtrack there. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> i got to learn how to use this one day. Uh, but so when you have a vision – the people will not perish. They will not cast off our restraint and run wild. They will buy in. And then when you, have, when you are a visionary and you have a vision that's come from God, he's going to give you provision. And the next thing I want you to know is that God doesn't give you provision for the vision. He will make sure that he is involved in the supervision of the vision. The supervision. You ever heard of a supervisor? So it's because the supervisor is in a supervision per, uh, uh, role. It means the act of overseeing. Every job has a vision, and it has to have provision, but it also needs supervision. And I want you to know that God is supervising over the, over the vision. He's, he's in the role of supervision over the vision. But he also puts leaders in place of supervision of the vision. That, that he is entrusting to carry out that vision. Uh, you may be one of the supervisors of the vision in the supervision role of the vision. You may be called to serve someone who's in a role of supervision. But make no mistake about it, whatever vision that you're going to hook your wagon up to, you better believe that God's going to bring provision, and you better believe that God has appointed supervision, whether it's you or somebody that you're serving. And the last thing I want to tell you today is I feel like I feel like to some of the visionaries that's been doing this for a while, you're burnt out, um, you know, you're tired, you're wore out, you're beat down. All that we've had to go through as pastors and ministers and leaders over the past two and a half years, but you know, 
through the global pandemic and all that's happened, but even just ministry in general will wear you out. And a lot of the things that you thought you heard from God uh, that didn't happen on the timeline that you thought was going to happen on um, will cause you to be discouraged, will cause you to, uh, to tell yourself, maybe I missed it, maybe I missed it. Well, let me just tell you something about the vision. God brings the vision. Okay, without a vision, we're in serious trouble. We cast off all restraint and run wild. He says, I provided the vision. If I provided the vision, I'm going to provide the provision. And if I provide the provision, I'm going to provide the supervision. And if I provide the supervision, I'm going to guarantee and I'm going to help you, not guarantee uh, because it's up to you, but I'm going to, through that supervision, I'm going to guide you to make sure there is no division. Okay. We need provision, we need supervision, but we absolutely need to fight against division. But for those that are burnt out, for those that are wore out, I want you to know that sometimes God will, and many times, not just sometimes, but often throughout our lives, of while we are faithful to him, he will bring a revision, revision of his plan. Okay? Re, meaning to start over. Re, or reminding something to that extent. You know, if there's ever been anything I've learned over the years, it is this. God is constantly performing revision in my life. You know, as I'm, as I'm recording this right now, I've already taken my contacts out for the evening. It's late at night, and I'm doing a podcast in my office, and I have my glasses on. Well, if I'm going to see my notes, uh, I'm either going to have to have those contacts or my glasses because my vision is in the natural with my eyes is really, really bad. And, and throughout time, as the older I get, the more I realize that the older I get in the natural, not sitting here saying I accept it and that God can't heal me completely. I know that he can, but I go back ever so often to the eye doctor, like many of you do. And I'm surprised to find out that my prescription has changed where it used to be this power and this this different whatever the numbers are on that prescription now it's different and and what what that means is is throughout my life as i progress in life the same world that i've always been living in in order for me to see it clearly again is i need to go back and have a revision i need to go back and have an eye exam and I believe there's some people listening to this podcast that need to just lay down in front of the great physician. Come on. If he's the great physician and he can replace a heart, he's the great optometrist as well. And let him just begin to work. And what he might say is, uh, which is better, A or B, one or two. And he's just clicking back and forth. And all of a sudden, the ministry the leadership, the organization that you thought was failing and falling apart, when you position yourself and allow God to do that revision, all of a sudden it becomes clear again, wow, it's not over. Wow, I'm just in a, I'm in a different place. God, the vision is still the same. It hasn't changed. I'm just able to see it a little bit more clearly. See, people's got to understand, this is for another podcast, but understanding the difference between purpose, destiny, and vision. Destiny is where you're headed and where you're going to end up. Purpose was placed in you and, and for the reason of your existence. But your vision 
is what God gives you throughout your life to navigate you from the beginning of your purpose to get you all the way to your destiny. And if you need a revision, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Everybody that listens to this podcast, I'm praying for you. You need to connect with someone who is a visionary. Even if you are a visionary, other visionaries sharpen visionaries. You know what Proverbs says, 27:17, iron sharpens iron. So does a man sharpen the countenance of his friend. And so if iron sharpens iron, then I want you to know visionaries sharpen visionaries. Amen. So visionaries, rise up. We need you now more than we've ever needed you. Where the vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. They cast off all restraint and run wild. Next time you find yourself shaking your head at the condition of this world, going, how in the world did we get here? Just take a deep breath and realize the visionaries have been quiet, but the remnant is rising and the visionaries are getting a revision. We're getting an eye check. A, B, which is better? One or two? A or B? Oh my goodness, there it is, stop. I see it. I see it clearly now. He has not forsaken me. There is still a reason for the church and there's a reason for you, leader. And that's why I do this podcast to maybe just help inspire you, encourage you to push just another day. Take it one day at a time. Work while it's day. The night's coming when no man can work. We are the remnant. We are the voice. We are not an echo of this generation. We are a voice. Don't forget to follow, give us a review, and share this broadcast. God bless. See you next time.